You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello once again, podcast listeners, Penn State fans, however you may be joining us today. It doesn't matter because you are all welcome into the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, covering Penn State football right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm the host here of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. I'm also a contributor to AthlonSports.com. And if you follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFE, you know I contribute to a number of different outlets as well. So I'm trying to stay positive here for all Penn State fans who are looking for some reason for optimism moving forward. Penn State is 0-2, but we're still trying to focus on some of the bright spots, some of the some of the positives that you can take from these past couple of games, that's what we've been doing ever since Penn State lost to Ohio State. And that's what we'll continue to do as we continue to turn the page towards Penn State's next game against Maryland. This is going to be a fun week on the podcast. I promise you that. And we have a lot of stuff to get into, not only in today's episode, but also as we roll out some more episodes throughout the week. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're subscribed right now on whatever podcasting app you are listening to us on right now. And then go ahead and leave a rating and a review. That really helps us out moving forward. Helps continue to grow the show. Helps with helps us with placement on those various podcasting apps. Again, we're trying to build something that you guys want to come to when there's victories and losses. If you need something to help you lift up your spirits a little bit, that's what we're here for. So if you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing, reading, and reviewing. And tell your friends about it. Tell your family about it. Tell your fellow Penn State friends about it. Let's build a community here as we continue to grow out throughout the 2020 college football season for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Again, lots of ways to stay connected with us as well. In addition to subscribing to the podcast, you can also follow us on our social media feeds. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the same username of Locked On Nittany. So go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you're following us on all those different social media platforms. And let's go ahead and get today's episode underway because we have a lot of stuff that we need to cover right now. So as you know, I don't typically watch a lot of the NFL. I spend a lot of time focusing my energy on college football. But of course, I take a note of what's happening in the NFL. Obviously, I watch my favorite NFL team, which played Sunday night. One of the worst NFL games I've seen in quite some time with the Eagles taking out the Cowboys, cementing their place in first place in the NFC East, which is just a dreadful division. It is absolutely horrible. And I couldn't believe I stayed up as late as I voluntarily chose to watching the Eagles and the Cowboys. But you know what? It was nice to see that Sean Lee is still out there making plays happen for Dallas, still one of their leaders there. And obviously, the, the torch seems to have been patched to uh, the former Boise State player and Vanderash, uh, but you. It's always comforting to see that a player like Sean Lee is continuing to do his thing at the next level. And that speaks volumes about the kind of character he is, the kind of work that he has put in. You know, obviously he has battled injuries all throughout his career in the NFL, but he always comes back. He always seems to be making a play, especially against my team, the Eagles. So while he is a cowboy and I typically don't want to root for him, I can't help but root for him because he is just one of those really classic good guys that the NFL needs more of. So it was good to see Sean Lee still doing his thing with the Cowboys, which is, you know, an awful team this year. Not a whole lot going on. And I don't know what uh, the future holds for Sean Lee still in Dallas. I don't know what his contract situation is like, but obviously 
he's battled his injuries. I, I'm kind of curious what his future outlook is going to be like uh, with the Cowboys. But uh, I just feel as though he is just such a good leader. And even though they've got some new coaches there in Dallas, having a guy like Sean Lee uh, really provide some of that veteran leadership certainly uh, is a good asset to have for any team. It doesn't matter how good or bad your team is. If you have a Sean Lee on your team, you're going to be better for it for a variety of reasons. But it got me realizing that there really were some big plays that happened over the weekend or by some former Penn Sabres. And of course, we're talking about the wide receiver position. You know, it's 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 ironic because we're talking about Penn State and Jahan Dotson finally giving some uh, positive energy for that wide receiver position and, you know, looking like the next rising star in this passing offense. But the wide receiver position has certainly been a big question mark coming into the season. It may still be as the season plays out. But you look at some of the wide receivers that have gone on to the NFL from Penn State, and they are making an impact. Allen Robinson with the Chicago Bears had a really nice catch uh, from Nick Foles in their loss to the Saints. But you know, Allen Robinson continues to be one of the big assets that the Chicago Bears have. And uh, you know, I know there were some trade rumors at one point. I was hoping the Eagles might make a play for him. But obviously, uh, Allen Robinson and, and the Bears, uh, he seems to be in a pretty good situation there. But Again, again, I don't follow all this stuff very closely, so I don't know where he's going to be going after the season. But uh, to see Allen Robinson making some plays, pretty incredible. And I go back to that Jahan Dotson uh, highlight reel plays that he made the other night. I was thinking the, the Jahan Dotson a one-handed catch is probably the best catch I have seen from a Penn State wide receiver probably since that Allen Robinson catch from Christian Hackenberg against Michigan. And I know there have been some other good highlights uh, th- sprinkled throughout over the course of the last few years. But, you know, when I think of the top highlight real plays by a Penn State wide receiver, the Allen Robinson catch is one of the first ones that comes to my mind personally. Uh, the Jahan Dotson one-handed snag uh, right after another real play and going in for a touchdown, that is certainly going to be up there. I'm curious to see what more he's going to be able to do this year. Uh, but you start to see that Penn State has a pretty good history with some wide receivers, certainly in more recent history, not just Allen Robinson, but how about K.J. Hamler catching a game-winning touchdown for the Denver Broncos the other night? Uh, and, of course, celebrating with Deshaun uh, Hamilton. I know Penn State uh, on their Twitter account, their football Twitter account, took very particular interest in that. And that was really cool to see because you've got a couple of Penn State wide receivers on the Denver Broncos. And we know that... Um, Denver drafted K.J. Hamler as their second wide receiver in that draft uh, behind the kid from Alabama whose name actually escapes me (laughs) right now. It shouldn't, but they had a dynamic one-two punch at the wide receiver position, really giving their offense uh, something to look forward to. Uh, I know the season hasn't exactly gone well for Denver, but K.J. Hamler, man, he's going to be fun to watch and he's going to be, he's going to be a, a, pretty good weapon I think in that Broncos offense for years to come so uh, obviously probably more the complimentary wide receiver to behind their first guy from uh, Alabama who's a game still escapes me for some reason and I feel embarrassed by that but I'm not going to pause the recording and look it up you know who I'm talking about but basically KJ Hamler uh, coming up big for the Broncos Allen Robinson having some big moments and of course that all goes back to Jahan Dotson uh, Saturday night uh, against Ohio State. Yeah, Penn State lost that game, but Jahan Dotson was certainly one of the uh, the main positives that you can take out of that game, certainly in the second half. Uh, I think that he was kind of the the glimmer of hope that a lot of people were looking for in this passing game. So very curious to see where this goes from here as far as Dotson's concerned, as far as the passing game is concerned. Still looking for some other young guys to really kind of continue to develop. 
And that's going to be one of the things we talk a little bit more as this week goes on. Lining up a really fun guest that I'm hoping that we can uh, put that out. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Wednesday or Thursday, uh, but keep an eye out for that. We've got a couple guests lined up for this weekend, or this week, I should say. And I'm very excited to bring these both these guys both on. I'll share the information once I have it officially, officially confirmed, because sometimes we make plans to record something and for whatever reason or another, either on my end or the other person's end, we're not able to follow through on it. So I don't like to say definitively who's coming on because I don't want to embarrass them if should anything happen one way or the other. But I do have some fun guests lined up over the next couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with a couple of these guys. Uh, Should be pretty fun. And I know that we're going to be talking a little bit more about how this Penn State offense is going to continue after what they did against Ohio State. So stay tuned to the podcast all throughout this week. We're going to have some fun on the podcast, talking some good in-depth, breaking down the game film, all that good stuff. Looking forward to it. Again, I'll share some details once we have it more confirmed, more locked in, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is Locked On Nittany Lions. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. It's only Tuesday, but maybe you feel like your week is already having you on the go, go, go. If you're feeling like you're always on and you want to just take a moment for yourself and just chill out, then what better way to do that than by sitting back on the couch tonight, putting on the warm, comfy clothes, you know what I'm talking about, and cracking open a nice, cool, refreshing Coors Light. It is the beer that is literally made to chill. And they don't just say that as a slogan. They really mean it because this is mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's, again, literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment for yourself to just sit back and unwind. And we all deserve that, especially during these trying times. I know today's election day. So whether you're going to escape all the political drama that's out there, all the political ads, or you're just waiting till the weekend when you can watch Penn State take all Maryland, try to get their first win of the season, Coors Light is the one to choose to unwind. So when I choose, when I want to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. That's right. You don't even have to leave your house to get more Coors Light in your house. All you have to do, again, is to go to get.coorslight.com. You can get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door. Remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's Tuesday, which means that today is our Twitter Tuesday episode of the podcast. I do have a question we will get to in our next segment as we round out the show. But again, a reminder, if you want to participate in Twitter Tuesday, the best way to do that to make sure your question is guaranteed to be answered in the Tuesday edition of the podcast is to get your questions into us on our Twitter account by 3 p.m. on Monday afternoons. You can send them in on Sundays or Saturdays. You can send them in at any time. But as long as we have them in our mentions by 3 p.m. Eastern on Monday afternoon, which is typically when I start to think about getting ready to record Tuesday's episode, I will guarantee that they will be addressed in that edition of the podcast. But before we get to today's question or questions for today's edition of Twitter Tuesday, I want to go over a couple quick news and notes somewhat related to Penn State, maybe some more directly related than others. And let's start with the fact that we now know another kickoff time for an upcoming game on Penn State schedule. Of course, this weekend, Penn State's going to be taking on Maryland at 3.30 p.m. on, I believe, Big Ten Network. I don't have that actually in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it was a 3.30 p.m. Big Ten Network game, so be on the lookout for that. But now we know the kickoff times for week four of the Big Ten schedule, which is actually week 11 
of the college football schedule, I think, if I'm doing the math correctly. But we do know that Penn State, uh, their road game at Nebraska, will be kicking off at 12 Eastern. Uh, Of course, that is 11 a.m. Central Time. Uh, For those of you who may be in Nebraska or elsewhere in the Central Time Zone, Penn State at Nebraska, a noon kickoff. That's going to be on FS1. So set your DVRs right now if you need them. Make sure you've got FS1 lined up on your provider of choice and there you go we got a new kickoff coming up actually it'll be an early 11 a.m kickoff uh, local time so when penn state goes out to nebraska longest road trip of the game or longest road trip of the season for penn state and i've said before i think that this is going to be a trickier matchup than a lot of people were probably anticipating i said that before the season started i didn't say that in retrospect with hindsight knowing what happened against indiana and of course what happened this past weekend against ohio state I always said that there are a couple of tricky road trips for Penn State this year. Indiana was one of them, but that wasn't the one I was most concerned with. I still think it's going to be the Nebraska or the Michigan game that probably cost Penn State another win, or I should say another loss uh, along the way on this year's schedule. Remember when the season started, I thought Penn State was going 6-2. and two. I assumed that one of those losses was going to be Ohio State. I thought the other one was going to be the road game at Nebraska or Michigan. I don't know if they lose both of them, but I do think that this is going to be a game that should be a little bit uh, more of a challenge than a lot of people want to give credit for. Because I saw some good things from Nebraska against Ohio State before Ohio State decided to be Ohio State in that season opener between the Buckeyes and Huskers. And still, the longest road trip of the year. You got an early kickoff. That was probably one of the things I was hoping for the least, I think, as far as that matchup was concerned, because I don't really like the idea of going for your longest road trip of the year all the way across the Big Ten footprint, and then you get an early kickoff to boot. So that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. I'm very curious to see how that all plays out, but there you go. Penn State at Nebraska, 12 o'clock Eastern on November 14th. Again, they will be playing Maryland this weekend on Big Ten Network at 3.30 p.m. If I'm wrong on that, I will correct it in tomorrow's episode, but I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, that's what the programming guide is for. Speaking of the Big Ten, uh, taking a quick look at the Big Ten football players of the week, and not surprisingly, a few Ohio State players took advantage of their performance against Penn State to draw some accolades here. Justin Fields, of course, quarterback for Ohio State, uh, took um, co-offensive player of the week honors. Coincidentally enough, the other co-offensive player of the week for the Big Ten this year, or this week, was Talia Tagovailoa, the quarterback from Maryland, who, of course, Penn State will be playing this weekend. Completed 26 of 35 passes for 394 yards. And uh, the Big Ten notes that that's the 10th most single-game passing yards in Maryland school history, and the most since Danny O'Brien. Remember him? Passed for 417 yards against NC State in 2010. Now, Danny O'Brien was the former Maryland quarterback who was potentially uh, being recruited and could have potentially landed uh, at Penn State as a transfer uh, under Bill O'Brien. Way back during the the early days of Bill O'Brien, Danny O'Brien, of course, ended up going to Wisconsin where he didn't really play the kind of role that he was anticipated to. Uh, So, you know, I don't know if Penn State missed out on Danny O'Brien to say in in retrospect, but uh, yeah, that's a familiar name. I remember that one. He was checking out Penn State as a transfer option back in the day. And that was also when Maryland was not in the Big Ten, reminder. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, Penn State uh, coming off a game against uh, one of the co-offensive players of the week. And this week they play the other one. On the defensive side, defensive player of the week, uh, Tommy Talgaya of Ohio State recorded career best three sacks against the Indian Lions on Saturday night. Led the team with career high seven tackles, including four solo stops. 
and claims his first career Defensive Player of the Week honor. So the last Ohio State Defensive Player of the Week was uh, none other than Chase Young back on November 25th, 2019. I'm guessing that was the Michigan game. I, I haven't looked that up to cross-reference that, but I'm just going to guess that that's what that is. But yeah, there you go. A couple all, a couple players getting all Big Ten honors uh, for this past weekend in college football at the expense of Penn State. So unfortunate to see. Obviously, you never want to see opponents getting that kind of spotlight off of you. Uh, but that was certainly the case. Ohio State's got some playmakers. We already knew that. Speaking of the uh, some of those Ohio State players, how about Ohio State's quarterback, Justin Fields, Moving away, moving his way up the Heisman board. Now, there were some interesting developments with the Heisman Trophy odds, according to uh, Bet Online, which sends over uh, updated odds to me every week. These are not sponsored. I'm just relaying this for informational purposes. But every week, I get updated uh, college football playoff odds, and in the same email, I get updated Heisman Trophy odds. With Trevor Lawrence of Clemson not playing last weekend and obviously not playing this weekend, Dabo Sweeney confirmed that for Clemson, that uh, Trevor Lawrence, who tested positive for COVID-19 last week, will be missing this weekend's big game on the road against Notre Dame. As a result, there's a change on the Heisman boards, according to Bet Online, and Justin Fields goes from 3-2. to two. Actually, his odds stay the same at 3-2. and two. He's actually got the second-best odds. How about Alabama quarterback Mac Jones going from 6-1 to one to 5-4 to four as the favorite? to win the Heisman Trophy, according to this sports book. Now, again, you might get some different odds based on some different books out there, but I always find it interesting, these odds that I'm uh, sent every week, uh, just to see where some of the movement is. And yeah, Trevor Lawrence falls down to three uh, on the board, ahead of BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, who's been having a fantastic season, by the way. If you haven't watched BYU yet, take an opportunity to do that. I think they're playing Boise State this week. Uh, if it's not this week, it's next week. But uh, that BYU team, they're probably going to go undefeated. I don't think that puts them in the college football playoff. That's a different discussion for another time. But uh, that BYU team, man, they are nasty. And Zach Wilson is having a phenomenal season for the Cougars. But yeah, Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, now the front runner for the Heisman Trophy, leaping ahead of Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, obviously falling down to third. Uh, if you're curious, no Penn State players on this board for the uh, Heisman Trophy. And there actually hasn't been a Penn State player on these odds uh, the last couple of weeks. So I was a little bit surprised when the season got started, or when Penn State season got started, that there was nobody on the board like Sean Clifford or, at the time, Jeremy Brown. But obviously, that was not going to play out either. But, so the, the Heisman trophy winner board is starting to trim because a few players got dropped off, including Joe Milton, Michigan quarterback, uh, Master Teague, Ohio State running back, who actually had some pretty good moments against Penn State. Uh, he's off the board, and that's more so because uh, we're starting to trim down the list of the legitimate Heisman Trophy winners, uh, candidates, and uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks here. So I do think that that's not to be unexpected. Interestingly enough, I also get the updated college football playoff odds, and you can still get Penn State at 150 to one. Now their odds were 66 to one this time last week, uh, but the fact that they're still on the board uh, is kind of interesting to me, especially with the odds that they have. They're, they're not great odds, mind you, but I do find it interesting. They have the same odds now as 2 and 0 Purdue. Yeah, they've got the same odds as SMU, UCF. I'm looking at this right now: Indiana, Iowa State, and how about Michigan State and Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State's still probably the top team in the Big 12. For now, uh, but, but you can still get Penn State at 150 to one. So hey, maybe if that's worth taking a risk for you and seeing if Penn State can be the first two-loss team to make the college football playoff, they need a lot of help. And maybe we can have some fun exploring the scenario in which Penn State would even 
crack the college football playoff without having a whole bunch of teams have to sit out games due to a COVID-19 outbreak. I think as far as uh, imagining the dream scenario on the field results that would help Penn State get into the college football playoff, that might be pretty fun to do sometime. Maybe we'll do that later on uh, down the line. We're still at the beginning of a brand new week, and I know it's going to be a long week for a lot of us. And if you're working hard and you're feeling like you're hitting your wall and you need something to help you break through that wall, check out Bilko. These are from the people that brought you Built Bars, the best tasting protein bar that tastes just like a chocolate bar. Bilko makes you the best you at whatever you do. This is an energy gel that's full of protein. It's going to help you feel good. It's going to help you feel energized. I know they've got a couple flavors that I really like, and I like slathering the peanut butter honey. Put that on an apple, put that on some crackers, and you're going to be in for a delightful treat, and you're going to feel good. I mean, there's a reason that people at work wonder why after lunch or after a break that I'm still full of energy. A lot of people start to get drained around the middle of the afternoon. Not me. I'm still going. And that's because the Bilko is helping me feel good, feeling energized, and I'm feeling like I can bust through any wall that's in front of me. They're easy to take one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase. You can put it in your lunchbox. And if you have a presentation coming up, make sure you have this because you're going to be laser focused. It's going to be awesome. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D. You'll get 20% off your next order. So use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Closing out this edition of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And don't forget, if you're an NFL fan, hockey fan, NBA fan, baseball fan, whatever you're a fan of, odds are we have a podcast for you. So if you want to check out some of the other podcasts covering your favorite NFL team or any other team, go ahead and check out all the options we have available on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is our Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. As we do every Tuesday, we will field questions from you and respond to them in podcast form. Of course, we ask that you try to get your questions in by 3 p.m. Eastern on Monday. That way, they are guaranteed to be included in the Tuesday edition of the podcast. It gives me a chance to look over some of the questions that come in, and I typically record the podcast or at least a segment around the middle of the afternoon on Monday afternoons. Anyway, that's why we try to get them in by 3 p.m. Eastern. That way you can guarantee to be addressed in the Twitter Tuesday edition of the podcast. We did get one question today, and it's a fun one because it obviously ties into what's happening this week with Penn State football. The question comes from our new friend, Colonel Steve. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Orlando underscore AU Tiger. And I'm just going to assume that this is one of our friends that we picked up along the way this season earlier when we adopted Auburn as our adopted team, when we thought that Penn State wasn't going to be playing this year. Uh, we had decided to find a team to adopt to follow along this season, and we ended up uh, adopting Auburn, thanks to so many Auburn fans like uh, Colonel Steve here, I would imagine, uh, trying to encourage us to pick up and uh, follow Auburn this season. Now, I have been following Auburn, but obviously our plans changed once we found out that Penn State and the Big Ten were coming back. So our adoption of Auburn is still official. However, we haven't been tracking Auburn and talking about Auburn as much as I thought we were going to on the podcast this fall because we have some other things to attend to. But I thank you for your question, Steve. And his question is, are the Nittany Lions going to treat the Terrapins, Maryland Terrapins, this Saturday like Auburn football treated LSU last Saturday? Now, I don't know if you have been paying attention, but our adopted Auburn Tigers smacked LSU around on Saturday in Auburn uh, on in SEC play 
48 to 11 was the final score. Ironically, <laughs> I just picked up a gig where I'm contributing some content to LSU Tigers Wire, a part of the USA Today uh, sports and, uh, media group. Uh, so I've been covering LSU the last couple of weeks in addition to all the stuff I'm doing here. Uh, so <laughs> I was on the wrong end of a couple of losses uh, over the weekend covering LSU for LSU Tigers Wire and, of course, uh, talking some Penn State here uh, with their loss to Ohio State. So it was not a great weekend for the teams I was covering. But I will say this, Steve, I do feel as though this is the perfect rebound opportunity for Penn State and not to take away anything from what Maryland did this past weekend against Minnesota, because that was a fantastic win. And as we mentioned earlier, Talia Tagovailoa coming up big with the co-offensive player uh, week honors uh, from the Big Ten. So we know that he is uh, certainly living up to some of the hype. Now, obviously had a rough season debut. I think everybody at Maryland did in their performance against Northwestern on the road. But Northwestern's 2-0. Northwestern's a pretty good team this year uh, after their win against Iowa. And Penn State's going to be home again this weekend. And I think that Penn State didn't play terribly in too many areas against uh, by far the best team in the Big Ten. So it wasn't all doom and gloom, certainly from my point of view, as I'm going through and reacting to the game. And if you've been listening to the podcast on Monday, you checked out the live reaction Twitter stream or Twitch stream that I put out on late Saturday night you know that I'm looking for some positives. And I do think that there were some signs of encouragement, I think, as the season goes on. It's really tough to find them when your team is 0-2 and coming off an upset loss against Indiana and a a tough loss against the best team in the Big Ten against Ohio State. And all of a sudden, you're 0-2 and you're looking up at everybody else in your division. Everybody in the Big Ten East has at least one win except for Penn State. So Penn State sitting in the cellar of the Big Ten East, not a position I thought that Penn State was going to be in at this point in the season. Still early on, though. And I do think that the wins are going to come. And I think that that is going to start this weekend. And as we go through the week, of course, I'll expand a little bit more on the Penn State-Maryland matchup. Take a look at some of the history. Take a look at what Maryland has done the last couple of weeks. Uh, Because I do think that this is going to be a pretty fun matchup. I I do think it's an advantage for Penn State, though. And I'm not saying that Penn State wins this game 48-11. to I'll obviously be sharing an official prediction towards the end of the week as we put together our final thoughts on this game. But I do think that this is a game where Penn State's going to bust out a little bit. And I think we're going to see a very comfortable offensive game plan. I think Sean Clifford and the offense are going to be a little bit more in sync at the start of the game. And I think that given the way that Maryland's defense has performed the last couple of weeks, this is a ripe opportunity for this Penn State offense to have their cleanest game, their best game in all areas of the game so far in this very early part of the Big Ten season. I say early, but we're already a quarter of the way through the Big Ten schedule. Of course, only playing eight games, nine if you want to include the Big Ten Champions Week. But this is an important point for Penn State to get things moving in the right direction. And I think that Maryland, from where I'm standing, even though they're coming off a big win against Minnesota, and kudos to them for that, I think this is an opportunity for Penn State to kind of get back on track the way that they were expected to be this season. Maybe those expectations were a little too lofty. That's that's entirely possible. But this is a better team than an 0-2 record would indicate. And I think against Maryland, we're going to see that in a much more decisive fashion. I'm not saying 48 to 11, but I do think Penn State is in store for a comfortable win that redeems themselves a little bit, rebuilds the confidence a little bit, and not only in themselves, not that they need it a whole lot, but I think in terms of the fan base and silence some of the fears that we have seen floating around there after the, all the doom and gloom of an 0-2 start to the season with losses to Indiana and Ohio State. 
So I thank you, Steve, for your question. Again, if you want to participate in our Twitter Tuesday edition of the podcast, get your questions in by 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, of course, every Monday on our Twitter account at Locked On Nittany. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Again, I thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this podcast, subscribing to this podcast, and leaving your rating and your review on your podcasting app of choice. It really does help us continue to grow this podcast. We've been having some good feedback and good uh progress in terms of building up this show but we just want to make this something that you want to come back to listen to on a regular basis we do these episodes five days a week we throw out some bonus content here and there as well so make sure you are subscribed so you never miss a single episode and don't forget to share it with your friends and your family and your fellow Penn State fans. If your mailman happens to be a Penn State fan, make sure you let them know about the podcast as well. We appreciate any help you have in spreading the word about what we're doing here. And of course, you can stay socially connected with us in a variety of ways. We've got our Locked On Nittany account on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and Instagram. Again, the username for all those is Locked On Nittany. So make sure you stay connected. We've got put out some different things on different social media platforms. So we're always trying to keep things interesting on the social media feeds, no matter how you choose to follow us. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out my Big Ten and college football content on athlonsports.com. I actually have the game preview for Penn State, Maryland coming up this week. It's my first Penn State preview that I've been assigned this season. So I'm looking forward to finally jumping back into the swing of that. And I'll share some information about that once it goes live, of course, on our Twitter account. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, have a great day. Go out and cast your vote if you have not already. Of course, today is a very important day, and we want to make sure that everybody, regardless of their viewpoints, gets their voice heard and counted today. So make sure if you haven't, take an opportunity to look up your polling place and get it out there and vote for whichever candidate is best suited for you. We're not going to choose sides here. We are all Penn State fans, but we want to make sure that everybody gets their voices heard and everybody gets the chance to voice their opinion for whatever stances they happen to believe in. So again, go out and vote. Make sure you take care of your civic duty if you're registered. And if not, now's a good time to register for the next election. It's never too late to think about the future and making sure that your ballot is ready to go for the next election cycle that's coming up. So... With that out of the way, thank you so much again for listening. Have a great day. We will talk to you again tomorrow. We've got a fun interview lined up for you, and it's going to be some fun breaking down some Penn State and looking back at some of the things that went right, some of the things that went wrong against Ohio State. Stay tuned for that. Until next time, everybody, have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye.